This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of Spurs Check Podcast where Tottenham Hotspur have just beaten Manchester United here at the Tottenham Hotspur oh, Stadium yeah. in the Premier League. I'm not getting to get, get, get carried away and don't you get carried away but Spurs are back in the top four, <laughs> believe it or not. Now I've got three very special guests to talk about today's game with me. Uh, we've got actor uh, TJ Ramani back with us. TJ, how are you? Uh, I suspect I'm like everybody else. I'm absolutely jubilant. Um, a, a little worn out, a little hoarse after lots of screaming at the television, my poor dog. Um, but yeah, I mean, delighted to be back on the show. And as I didn't predict it, but I thought that we might be dissecting a victory today. So uh, happy days. And amongst esteemed company as ever. So lovely to be back. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we've also got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Ricky, how are you? Oh, my friend, I am absolutely buzzing. I am so happy. Not only the bloody well result, but the way we played. Oh, my gosh. We have got, we have got some diamonds in that team. And, and it's just the beginning. And I'm just so happy that not only, not only us, but Ange got that first win under his belt. The boys got it under their belt. It's going to give them confidence in the way, in the system, in everything they're being taught, in everything they're being being asked to do, and the sky is the limit, man. I'm going to get carried away. I don't care about anybody else, but yes, I am. Come on, you Spurs. We've also got BBC Breakfast uh, producer, but with us, Holly Clemens. Holly, how are you? Hi, yeah. Well, Chris, you know I'm going to be in a good mood. I mean, just absolutely delighted. Um, just feels like this is obviously my first time on the show this season, and I'm just could not wait to jump on and obviously talk all the good things. Um, I just saw one of the comments saying Ricky's about to burst into flames. Well, um, you know, you know, he's missed Mr. Positive. Well, I'm always Mrs. Positive. So the pair of us are, are, are starting a right, a right fire as it goes. We're just going to combust. I think it's absolutely 
the football I've been praying for for the last few Christmases. I feel like Santa Claus is delivered and that Santa Claus is across the cogloo. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it's just and ball I mean come on now hook it up to my veins I feel like this is the start of something really special for us it's the new era it from start to finish from the absolute the crowd the home crowd today right through to the end of the game the players everything just the whole atmosphere seems completely different and it feels like the start of something to come something great and hopefully a fantastic season for us TJ, are you getting carried away? Because I'll tell you what, moments before we went live, I have just witnessed Basuma dancing in front of the crowd, getting carried away, and Postacoglu, the last person to leave that pitch after applauding all of the Tottenham Hotspur fans. He is absolutely loving life at Spurs right now. Yeah, he is. And um, like Holly said, and like Ricky said, I mean, listen, all of us are saying it, right? We're, we're already in love with the man. Um, I am going to be leaning very heavily into my Australian genealogy on this show. And, and you know, for, for, for the rest of uh, Angie's uh, reign, I'm half Australian. My mother is Australian. So uh, like I said, I'll be mentioning that probably 16, 17 times during this podcast. So bear with me. Um, but I mean, he's just such a likable man. He's got a great sense of humor, very dry. He's so humble. Um, you know, when we first appointed him, all of those videos that were doing the rounds when he was um, giving those inspiring talks to the uh, Australian national team and talking about what it means to represent your country playing this sport that is so special to all of us and how you're not only representing your team and you're representing yourself and you're representing the staff and the club, but you're representing your family. Like that was so, so powerful. I'm sure we all saw that video. Um, and so what's remarkable to me is how quickly we've adapted to that system. And just before we came on the air, we were having a very brief chat. And I, I have to admit that I, I would forego style of football and entertaining football if it meant winning something, because we're starving, right? We are, we are starving. It's like that Eddie Murphy sketch, you know, throw me a cracker. Mm, that's delicious. You know, and I'm like, you know, like we're, we're exactly. Thank you, Ricky, exactly. You know, we're, we're starving. And so I, I was happy to forego the style of play, even though it's our DNA and what we've always um, done, if it meant winning something. But in all honesty, what we have proved is that we are who we are. And it doesn't matter which players come in through the door. It doesn't matter which managers come in through the door. Unless we play like Tottenham, we will never perform like Tottenham. And Alan come in and gone boom, and cast the spell. And credit to him, credit to the club, credit to the players who've all just embraced that. They all look so happy. And that, for me, is the most joyful thing to witness. We were very unlucky against Brentford not to get a result there against a very good side that have only lost once at home in a year. And so to turn over United, who've never lost at the Tottenham Stadium, they have never lost until today. Bravo. It's very true. Two, two draws here. And, uh, and two wins for them before today. Ricky, give me your thoughts on today's game. My friend, do you know what? I just, I'm just kind of blown away by it. I think we've just built on what we, what we started against Brentford last week. You know, you can see that these players are still getting to know each other and they're still finding this way. But 
for me, bro, like, I mean, I know we'll break it down, but like the, the, the first kind of 10, 15, 20 minutes, we were just giving balls away and it was a bit bitty and I didn't know what to, where, where we was going to go with it. United started putting on pressure, but you know what? We just continue to grow, grow, grow. You know, you, you, you doggy, absolutely phenomenal at left back. Basuma is just like, I can't believe that Conte benched him for so long and tried to talk about his tactical awareness. Are you for real? This man's change of direction. His change of direction is phenomenal. Do you know He's what I mean? 200 million quid if Caicedo's 150, no, Rick? No, no, without a Sorry shadow. to interrupt you, brother, but yeah. No, no, without a shadow. You're absolutely right. Do you know what I mean? So we've definitely got a great bargain there. And, you know, there's so much to come from Basuma. And you can see him taking it up. You can see him taking the mantle. And you can see him wanting to fulfill the mission. Do you know what I mean? Madison, my gosh, twinkle toes in the middle of the park. He, oh my, I didn't think he was going to transform us that much. But wow. Just absolutely wow, blew me away, man. So we're definitely finding our feet still, but to get a solid result against a United team that have been under Ten Hag for, you know, a, 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 a se last season, and this is their second season starting, the amount of money that they spend on players, the amount of infrastructure that they've got within the side, do you know what I mean? Like, to go up against a side that, uh, that, 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 that are well on their way to achieving something, and to show him what we was about, plus a clean sheet, and plus a really lovely, solid display from Vicario as well. Got a few superstar Hollywood saves out there. You could see him growing in confidence. You could see him growing in confidence in the partnership between Romero and Mickey van der Ven. There's a lot to come from this side. There is so much to come, but I was just absolutely buzzing. All we needed was that goal. And when Saar popped up with it, I was, and so deserving as well. Saar, young boy, comes into the, it comes into the side with full of energy, full of tenacity, those long legs with the tackles in it. Bruv, I'm just buzzing. I'm just buzzing. And this is just the beginning. Come on, you Spurs. It's so good to see Ricky buzzing because we've had some dark days on this podcast in the last couple of years. Holly, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts. Sorry if it takes me a while to unmute. I'm on a different device. It's alien to me. So I'm trying to figure out where everything is. First of all, I'll start by saying... Posty Cold Blue, he rode his kangaroo to London from Australia. He's Tottenham Hotspur saviour. <laughs> um, credit to Spurs song sheet for that one, obviously. Um, no, it just felt from the start, as I said, it felt completely fresh. It felt, um, you know, I watched the pre-match commentary and uh, Sky had Andron talking about, you know, his first game. And as always, he's as humble as ever. And just like, you know, we've still got a long way to go. I mean, if they've got a long way to go, I'm delighted and excited about what's to come. Absolutely criminal, criminal. Lock him up and throw away the key. The fact that Basuma and Saar did not get um, the time they deserved last season. I mean, just... <laughs> Phenomenal from those guys today, and also I feel like we saw um, our new some of our new signings really fit in well into the team and really shine and really play well together. The camaraderie, um, beautiful to see, um, and and just sorry for a minute. How nice was it to see our back line performing well together? Um, I, you know, you know me. I'm not Eric Dyer's biggest fan. I mean. Dyer and Sanchez, thank God. Like, do you know what I mean? It it just felt it just felt like we had a bit of tenacity today. Not a bit of tenacity, a lot of tenacity. And um Vicario, 
Do you know what I mean? He is a firecracker, isn't he? He really is. Um, and Madison, where have you been all my life? Well, obviously, you've been in Leicester, but do you know what I mean? Welcome to North London, baby. Um, just delightful football to watch. Delightful football to watch. Um, exciting. Didn't want it to end. Um, and, yeah, bring on the next game. Sorry that I just ran away there. Um, Deli Alley was right next to me, so I had to just quickly say hello. Oh my god! What the he, hell, Chris? That's not the he, first time a man's ran away from me. But oh my god, like Jesus for Deli Alley, fair play. <laughs> he was actually supporting uh, James Madison today. Um, TJ, let's come to you now. The lineup today: two changes uh, from last week's game at Brentford. Um, starting to skip. Poro in for Emerson Royale. It's probably a very silly question now, but was that the right decision? <laughs> Let me think about this one for a second. Yes. Um, I mean, listen, we're going to be waxing lyrical about Saar justifiably for however long this podcast continues. And I think for, for as long as he lasts at our club, which I'm hoping is a very, very long time. What is extraordinary as well is... Uh, the gang we're talking before, Holly and Rick were saying, you know, how has he been left on the bench for so long under previous leadership? He also, not only did he look despondent when he was on the bench, he, he looked quizzical, like it just made no sense to him. He looked, he didn't look vexed as much as perplexed as we all were, because whenever he played, he, he seemed to have it all the same with Biss. And what was so lovely about watching those two today, and of course, Madison, and we'll be talking about him. Um, a great deal as well is that Saar and Basuma just look so well paired. They look, they just look like such a beautiful, cohesive, lyrical, fluid couple. Um, we played with swagger right from the off, and you know what was interesting? Rick was saying before <clears throat> we seem to give the ball away a lot over the first ten or fifteen minutes, and of course he's right. We're playing high risk football. And that's where our new defenders, like, isn't it such a joy to be reminded of defenders who can, who can I don't want to say who can play, but defenders who are uh, top, top level or significantly more improved to what we've had to deal with before that. I mean, he was, he was such a special talent, uh, Saar. So young, telescopic legs, vision, I mean, just just really inspiring. And what was lovely to see is that it gives confidence to the rest of the team. You know, when Solomon came on for the last couple of minutes or whatever, you know, man's doing stepovers straight away because that's how this team plays. You know, Biss did like three or four stepovers right at the end of the game, sort of trod on the ball for the last one. But who cares? It didn't matter. We're here bossing Manchester United so let's do some flicks and some stepovers. I mean, that little flick round the uh, back heel pass he did, to, I think it was Davis, like in, in, towards the end of the second half, where we nearly scored again, you know, when Sonny ended up with the ball and um, Anana saved it. Speaking of saves, Vicario, Baizano, Magnifico, Fantastico. I mean, what a, what a signing. Spoke up so dominant. And I love all of his athleticism. A lot of that showreel stuff, but he made the saves. That strong right wrist for Rashford in the first half, that's a massive save for us. That's in, man. That's bottom corner all day. He's come out, spread himself and, and made the save. 
He's really exciting. I love how he handles the ball with his feet as well, like an outfield player. Um, I mean, listen, I could talk for two hours. You all know me, so I'm going to jump off. Fantastic performance. I'll open it up. Let me come back to you, though, TJ, on Vicario, because he had a lot of stick from a lot of Spurs fans last week. Are you Which feeling I, I don't understand. He wasn't responsible for either one of those goals. One of the ones that's bobbled over him, took a deflection and, and, and bobbled over him. And also, you know, you're brand new coming from, you know, disrespect to where he's come from, but, you know, coming from a much smaller league. And it's, it's not like he's coming from a juggernaut. He's not coming from a Milan or an Inter or a Juve or, you know, even a, even a Lazio or a Roma, you know. He's coming from, what were they, Empolio or something. I've never even heard of them, no, no disrespect. And so you're coming into the Premier League, you're coming into a team that's been in enormous amounts of flux for the last five years. You know, Postacoglu uh, is what, the fifth or the sixth manager to start a new season in, in, the, in, in so many years? Five, no? You know, that's enormous pressure for, for a young man. And as many say, it's the most important position on the football pitch. So... I understand the frustration of Tottenham fans. Of course I do. You know, man and boy and all that sort of stuff. So I, I understand what it's like and, and we don't always get um, uh, to, to celebrate. But expecting a, a goalkeeper to come in and just be, you know, Gigi Buffon straight off the bat is, is unrealistic. He looks really confident. He also looks like a good dude. You know, he, he's got a happy uh, disposition, which again is infectious. The team looks so happy. And I, I love to see that. Ricky, let's come to you. I think all of you are dying to talk about Basuma and Madison. Um, the, the midfield duo. I tell you what, Basuma looks a new player. Madison has been an absolutely fantastic signing. And we're only two games in. I mean, bro, it, it's, it's, we're only, like you just said there, we're only two games in. So, so where is this going to go? They're still learning their games. I think Basuma, like I was saying there, the, the most impressive thing with me is his confidence and his change of direction. He's not afraid to be crowded uh, by the opposition. He's not afraid to be in tight areas. He's happy to kind of uh, dance and step over and flick and get out of it. What I also like about Basuma as well is that he fakes that back pass. So naturally, the, the, the ball would come and it'd be like, right, the next pass naturally should be back to the goalkeeper. We hit it out to the sides again and we go again. And he fakes that and he just turns and then he just drives up the field, which creates havoc. It creates havoc for the opposition. And you see that the whole side, that all of the forward players, including the, the inverted fullbacks, they just start spreading out and start giving options, spreading out and start giving options. And, you know, like B Bissouma is like, I know he's not one of the vice captains or the captains, but he's playing like one, most definitely. He has definitely taken up the challenge and the, and the mantle to go, you know what, I've got this midfield, trust in me, I'm going to sort it out. I, I, I was just blown away by him, you know, and the fact that he built on that performance from last week, which gives me confidence and should give every one of the teammates and the fans confidence that they're going to continue to build on these performances. When Madison, Madison, my gosh, he was everywhere. It was just like, I, 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 I was just kind of like, give him the ball, give him the ball, give him the ball. Because these little flicks, these little kind of um, like lobbed passes, you know, he had an eye for... It, it's like he had eyes in the back of his head because he just knew where everybody was. And <clears throat> yes, there was a few times that, of course, you know, like uh, the ball got nicked off of us and then we're, we're on the defensive stuff. But again, the way that they kind of 
went into the, their defensive shape and and took up their defensive jobs, I was kind of really happy with, you know. Yes, there were, you know, the, especially in the first half, there was like two crosses. Rashford was offside and then there was the Bruno Fernandes one where it was a cross into the box and it was the header that, you know, Bruno Fernandes headed it over. But I think it was just only five minutes before that, Rashford had one of those uh, as well. And maybe that's something to look at. But majority of the time, we we stifled United. You know, especially when it came to that second half. We grew into it. In, in, in the second half, you know, from 25 minutes onwards, we definitely started finding our feet and definitely started building on the confidence within each other and, and the confidence within the way of play. But the second half, I don't know what Ange said to him. I don't know what the boys said. But they came out ready to go to work. They came out ready to, like just dismantle them and and dismember them and kind of just show them what we was about. Ange Ball confuses and tires out the opposition. And Basuma and Madison are massive parts of that. They're massive parts of that. And I'm just super excited to see what comes next from them. I'm super excited to see where we go as a side right now. And you know what? If Harry Kane was watching at home, I'm sure he was just a little bit jealous that he wasn't up front getting those balls and being in this exciting play. Yes, he's gone on. Let him go on. I know he scored the other day. I know he got an assist. Crack on, Harry. But I know there's a part of him that's like, ooh, with that atmosphere today, with the crowd, like, I, I could feel it through the TV. And with the drum back in the stadium as well, my gosh, we were ready to go. We sang for 90 minutes and we were up for it for those nine. Oh, it wasn't even 90 minutes, wasn't it? It was more like 100 minutes for the extra time. So, you know, bro, I was just super impressed. I was just super impressed. And I'm just... I'm just excited, mate. I'm excited by this side. I'm excited by this style of football. I'm excited with the players that we've got right now. And I'm excited for whoever else it is that is ready to come in. You know, like you say there about Vicario getting sick. sick. Now, look, it's... Ricky's gone. <laughs> Holly, let's come to you. And Postacoglu has just come out and said the support. Oh, uh, come on. Ah, okay, okay. Sorry, I had a phone call at the same time. I'm on the phone. Um, so it might happen again, I'm not sure. But um, the stick that he was getting is, is critique. Do you know what I mean? There were certain things that you could kind of look at and go, kind of go, all right, the crossing or the parrying and stuff like that. But today, I think he just, I think he, he you know, with that crowd behind him, I think he, he found himself in a Tottenham shirt. And fingers crossed, all he does, like every single one of those players, they just continue to build, 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 build because it's such exciting and it's so fresh and new to see this new Tottenham, new way of playing, new players. Everybody's hungry. Everybody's energetic. It is. I'm super excited for it. Super excited for it. In case you haven't guessed. Holly, let's come to you. Um, Craig very kindly given us some Ange Postacoglu quotes here. Uh, the support was outstanding today, right from the uh, first whistle. The crowd were outstanding. They carried us through the first half because we were nervy. Are you surprised how on board these Spurs fans are uh, behind Postacoglu? Because he, he's just embraced this fan base, got everyone together again. No, I think I think it's because he's been exactly what we have wanted and needed because he has been such a stark comparison to what we've had of late, which didn't work on so many levels. So go for someone who's the complete opposite because the only way is up, right? So I feel like that's the point where we were when we um, 
we took on Petrofog glue. But the man has put the effort in with the fans. He really has. And, you know, that's the way to, to get to keep them on side from the start. Because, yeah, OK, football does the talking. The performance does the talking to see that he is worth every penny and he was the right decision. Um, but for him to have that support so early on, you know, start of the season, it's incredible. And it literally is those little things of his, the way he talks in press conferences, um, just a man with, you know, huge respect, you know, he's not come in and gone, I'm the big I am, you know, and, and this is what I'm about. He's here to, to deliver something great. It's what he really wants to do. It's not about him. It's about the club and it's about the team. Um, and just, you know, walking around with the players, clapping the fans, making sure, going, go over there, you know, and telling them. He's like, respect the people that come here to watch you every week, that are back you no matter what, respect them, you know, because at the end of the day, without the fans, the players wouldn't be on the pitch. I think that it's not lost on him. And I think that he's, um, oh, all the Harry Kane comments are killing me. Can I just say, sketches wearing melt. Um Nah, um, joking. You know what? You know me, right? I was crying the other day, absolute big time about it. But just let me, it's like you got to have a little sly little dig in that. It makes me feel much better. Um, so, yeah. Well, the last time you were on Holly, you said Harry Kane is my Jesus. Now, listen, I'm fickle. I'm a fickle woman, right? So, let me just say there's a new religious icon in town, all right? And he's got an Australian accent. <laughs> TJ, let's come to you. I want to talk a little bit about Harry Kane. Um, do we need Ooh. a replacement? Do we need a replacement for Harry Kane? Do we need a new striker in this transfer window in the next couple of weeks? Uh, yes. I mean, Are we going to get? Um, listen, this this new system um, that we're playing, uh, and and again, this is game two. It's, it's no time. We didn't really have a preseason. I know you were over in Oz, um, Chris. So was I over in Perth. Um, and that was a bit of a washout, pun sort of intended. Um, so we, we haven't really had a, a, a preseason. You know, yes, we've brought in a couple of new recruits, but it's not like we've gone, okay, well, we'll have him and we'll have him and we'll have him and we'll. This team has, has come together so, so quickly. Um, dare me to make an, an actory analogy quite quickly, and Rick can back me up here. Um, you know, we go from job to job, and obviously you, you get there and there's a new crew and a new, you know, new sets and new locations and all the rest of it, new roles, new challenges, what have you, and of course a new director. And your director is absolutely fundamental because you build up a certain level of skill over the years and a certain level of confidence <clears throat> and all that kind of thing. But ultimately, you don't really know what's going to happen until you're in the moment. And so having a director that puts his or her arm around you and just encourages you to keep doing what you do well and then gives you um, positive critiques uh, to move you in, in, in a direction <clears throat> that's going to be best for you and best for the show or the movie that you're you're doing is absolutely fundamental. And it happens very quickly, doesn't it, Rick? Like when that first moment that you meet a new director, within about 30 seconds, you go, 
this is going to be fantastic or, oh God, I think I'm in trouble here. Um, and Postacoglu has come in and everyone has drunk the Kool-Aid. Everyone's drunk the castle name. You know, everyone's just like, I'll have another Forex. Thanks, Ange. Incredible. So quickly, the young lads, the senior lads have just embraced this man, not just for the person that he is, wonderfully hu uh, humble and typically Australian in his egalitarianism. You know, everyone's the same, kind of just a really decent uh, person. But we've just taken on his style of football and it is high risk. And we look at our team and go, well, God, we shipped 62 goals last season. It's OK. Let's still do it. And that for me is is utterly remarkable. I've got to shout out a good friend of mine over here, um, another big Tottenham boy, this lad called Tom Kavanagh. He texts me and said, I'm literally standing up and clapping in my living room. And he goes, I can't remember doing that. And that's the feeling that we're getting after two games. Yes, this was a statement result against, I know United are not the United of old, but they're still Manchester United. And it's not like they haven't spent vast sums of money, vast sums of money. Um, and we've come out and kind of bossed them. I mean, yes, they missed a couple of sitters and everything, but for an hour, maybe 65 minutes, there was only one team in it today. And so I don't think we can curb or maybe even should curb our enthusiasm for where this style of football can take us. I don't think we're that many players away. But to answer your original question, Chris, do we need somebody who's a focal, focal point who can put the ball in the back of the net? I'd love that to be Richie. Let's give him a run of games. He does it for Brazil. It's so perplexing and frustrating to us all. He just looks lost still. Um, will somebody like Gift Oban coming in, a, another young, hungry player, somebody like that, will it give him the little push that he needs? Um, who knows? But having that one person who can put the ball into the back of the net whenever uh, that task is, is asked of him, that is essential. In the meantime, I'm happy for a bunch of other people to, to score goals. TJ, does it worry you, though, the fact that uh, Brentford last week, they had so many chances. Manchester United had chances today. Uh, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, I think Spurs are going to be the team this season. Every neutral fan is going to watch Spurs games because <laughs> we are, we're going to concede goals, we're going to score goals. Uh, yes. but then, does it worry you? you? You even said there, we're a couple of players away. How many times have all of us said that over the years under various different managers? What changes this time? Um, I mean, I, conceding goals. I mean, listen, we should have conceded goals today. Again, shout out Vicario. You know, he's made, what, like three saves that he had no business making. And again, his, his second goal his second game between the, the, between the sticks replacing uh, a World Cup winner in, in Hugo Lloris and club captain. You know, that, those are enormous shoes uh, to fill and he's come in and done a, done a bang-up job. Also, let's shout out our defenders today. You know, Van der Ven and, I mean, Romero really did look like the best of himself today. I think him being given a vice captaincy was really important. It's like when you give the naughty kid at school the whole, mo the whole monitor's badge. You know, you give them a little bit of responsibility and all of a sudden they, they step up. I think that's helped him enormously. And also not having 
not having to carry whoever's standing next to you. Van der Ven looks really capable, even when he or somebody else gives the ball away. Now, obviously, Rashford, he wasn't brilliant today, but Rashford is rapid. And when we would give the ball away, Van der Ven was, was always capable of just rushing back and getting goal side of him. Just stand in front, just stand in front, be disciplined. Um, Udogi, wow. What, brother, what a player, what a player. And Porro was magnificent today. And wasn't it a joy to see these players coming off the bench? You know, to see Solomon coming off the bench, who's excellent. You know, Royale, who is our, our, our favourite son now, coming off the bench. Perisic coming off the bench, you know, just kind of looking and saying, we might have some depth here. So when I say we're one or two away, who is that? Is that a, a number nine? They're so rare in, in football. Uh, who, who are they? Who are those guys? That's why they're so highly prized. That's why you get 120 million for a 30 year old with one year left on his contract, because the person who has that ability to put the ball in the back of the net kind of nine times out of 10 are very rare. We should bring another striker in just to put pressure on Richie and see if he can step up. But as far as the others, like, you know, do we want another centre back as cover? Because Sanchez is looking quite good. <laughs> under Postacoglu. If I was spoiled, I'd say, give me another centre-back and give me a, a striker, and I think I'd be happy. And again, speaking pragmatically, that's that's what would make me happy. Ricky, let's come to you. No Dyer today, no Regulon, Spence, Tanganga, no on Dombele in the squad. Do you expect those five players to move on in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, probably. I, I, I think, um, you know, you can definitely see that this side is moving on. You know, when we spoke about a new era, and it was Hugo Lloris who said it at the end of last season, you know, when he, when he first said that he wanted to move on, he spoke about it being the end of an era and, you know, that, you know, it's time for new challenges. And I think that kind of sings true to the majority of, of those players that you just mentioned there. You know, we're not here to carry no one anymore. And the people that are in the squad, they're hungry, they're ambitious. They want to listen to the mission and task at hand and they want to go out there and, and excel and kind of, ex, you know, and kind of complete that mission. You know, um, some, of the, uh, some of the players that you just mentioned there, I mean, look, there's a couple of young ones in there. I, Spence hasn't had a chance. We know that. But there must be a reason why he ain't getting a chance. Um, so if, if, the, if it's a loan for him, then fine. But, uh, but the majority of the rest of them, you know, it's it's the end of one era and it's the beginning of a new one. And those what do you players think it is with Spence, out. Rick? Sorry to interrupt you. What do you think yeah. it is with, with, with him? Do you know what? I really don't know. You know, I saw him play for Nottingham Forest in the Championship and I just thought, oh my gosh, wow. Agre and agreed. I thought, yeah, I don't know why it's not working for us. Well, I, I, you know, he got brought in as a right wing back uh, to fill that kind of right wing back role for Conte. Conte called, called him a club signing. I don't know whether that hurt his feelings or he started to show a bit of kind of, for want of, for, for one of a, want of a better word, like a bit of attitude. Do you know what I mean? Or maybe he just showed a little bit of displeasure at not being kind of considered. He then had to, you know, sit around and wait for a move, got the move, done all right out in France. And then I thought really and truly coming back with the new manager, the new system and everything else, I thought that he would have thrived under it. I think that the... Injury, he had a little injury end of end of last season. So um, I think that kind of hampered him because he didn't get time during that shoddy preseason to even show what he was about. When he did come on against Barcelona, I felt that he played in the wrong position, TJ. I felt that he should have gone to right back 
and I felt that Poro should have been pushed up to right wing because that's why I, I would love to see Poro right wing and just see what he can do there because I just think there's a, a really great player in there. Um, but I felt that that's what that should have been the the change. I felt that we should have seen Spencer right back and turning into inverted right back and stuff like that, and he would have been able to kind of show his defensive. Uh, uh, attributes and also his offensive attributes. Being an inverted right back, he could have used his pace, these long athletic, uh, long legs and athleticism to get up the field and to create some havoc, which he'd done for Nottingham Forest, which he'd done for the French side that he was playing for. Um, How old a couple is he of times. now? Is he is he nineteen? That... I've got a feeling he's twenty, but Chris will 20. tell you because he's the encyclopedia. Chris, how old is Spence? <laughs> Spence, I think he's twenty-one. Is there he? you go. Yeah. There you go. So I, I think there's, there's definitely, I don't know, it, it, he looked very happy during preseason. Every little shot that we saw of him, every little kind of uh, Perth video or the zoo video, he, he looked like he was getting on with his teammates, but there's definitely something there. So I would love him to get a loan. I wouldn't like to sell him because I still think there's a player in there as well. Um, but um, the rest of them, you know, especially like like Endombele, I think all of us wanted Endombele to come in and just kind of transform this side, you know, to be the Basuma. You know, the way that Basuma's transformed this side, the way that Basuma took up the mantle and the challenge to go out and dominate a midfield. I, I'm sure, I, I'm sure we all noticed as well with Basuma. You know how when players just kind of accept how good somebody is and then after a while they don't even bother trying to get the ball off him? That was like vintage Dembele. You know, like exactly. players would just be like, it's not worth it. It's just not worth, even if there's three of them converging on him, it's just like, he's going to get out of this. And he did. And like, there were periods at the end of the game where even like Casemiro wasn't even really leaning on him. He's like, he's just going to get past me. And he did. He's that exactly. good. Man, man. And, and, and he's that good that he says to someone like Ndombele, you know, you didn't pull up your socks and you didn't do anything. You yeah. know, he missed his opportunity. That first preseason game, he, he was supposed to be in the starting lineup, and I think we may. Oh, I was hoping that we were going to see a different side to Endombele, but he ended up missing that with a knock. Lacelso came in and totally took his chance. Do you know what I mean? Totally showed oh, us. That he, yeah, he was up for it. What well, he was he was up for it during preseason, and the two mm. games that he played, I think it was, he looked really good in that system. Yes. Um, it, it, it's a shame that we haven't seen him come off the bench as yet because of because of those performances that he put in. But out of the two of them, now, I was most critical, when we both bought them, I was most critical over Lo Celso. Uh, mm. uh, even the little that Endombele done, I felt that he still done more than Lo Celso. But Lo Celso's gone on loan for the last three years, or however long it's been. He's had a baby. He's missed out on the World Cup. I think he's reassessed life. I think he's reassessed his game. I think he's reassessed what he wants from the game as well. And I think he put that into those preseason games. So out of the two of them, Endobele's got to go. And like we said, it's the end of an era. If you're not up for it, if you don't like it, if you're not up for the fight, then please, you know, good luck to you, but see you later. Jed Spence has just turned 23, by the way. Um, 23? 23, yeah. Um, Holly, let's come to you. After 45 seconds, Spurs had their first chance in the game, crossing Kulisewski to Hunmin Son, who didn't connect quite well with it. Um, what do you make of Kulisewski's uh, performance today? You know what? I think there, 
there was one point I was really frustrated with him because Rishi was like uh, in the box and he I felt like Kulisevsky was hoping to get the first home goal of the season and he should have passed the ball on to Richarlison it felt a little bit frustrating um, but I think I think he's probably feeling like he's got a lot to uh, prove of himself because obviously his form dropped massively towards the end of last season. Um, and, you know, now he has got to, you know, he was the bright young thing for a long, uh, a long time. And uh, now he's got some other bright young things to contend with. I mean, I don't think he is at his full potential yet, but um, still a promising start. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's unusual to see that dynamic um between uh, Kulisevsky, Richarlison, Son, you know, it's like, miss. I know I called him a sketch just wearing melt, but um, it is weird to not <laughs> to not see um, Harry Kane up front. And I think they're all probably trying to adjust to that because he was such a, you know, a pivotal part. Um, and yeah, I think Kulisevsky and Richarlison probably both felt a little bit... Um, frustrated at the end of the game because you know they could have done more but at the same time what was what was great about it was the actual fight that they had and the the, the constant drive um you know that's why I think Richarlison was so disappointed to come off I mean come on now the attitude was a little bit much but he sort of felt like he was walking up to sit on the naughty step I think he was that's the way he was reacting um, he, he always he's, he's always a bit like that he's he's a difficult one to like he just looks like a mewling toddler. I was saying to a couple of my friends over here on a, you know, on a Spurs chat, um, he he just always, he's always got a scowl on his face. Like, I mean, Suarez would often play like that, but, you know, Suarez would score 30 goals a season. So scowl all, all, all you want. Um, it almost looks to me like Richie blames everyone other than himself he just maybe that's maybe I've got the wrong end of the stick but he, he looks like one of those to me like when he gets brought off kind of, you know I didn't see him do one positive thing today now I, I understand that people will say <clears throat> that he does a lot of running off the ball and perhaps stretches the defense but everybody's doing that in Angeball so that's not enough sorry to interrupt you Holly but I, I completely c concur that the dynamic without you know, Harry, it, it up top, it, I just don't think we've found what the formula is yet. I don't think Kulu's quite fit either. He seems to have lost a little yard of pace or, or something. Yeah, I agree. And I also think, uh, going back to what you just said about Rishi, I think, you know, at Everton, he was like golden boy, star boy. He came to Spurs and he didn't have that same impact. And I think it's almost like when the popular kid at one school goes to another school and all of a sudden they're not in the, the popular gang anymore and they're having to start from the bottom and prove themselves. It's like a big knock to the ego. But ego ego, ego aside, you know, that's not what it's about. It's not about him. You know, there's, 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 it, it's, it's their team. And I think that sometimes he lets his own um, ego get in the way. And you know, every person I speak to about Richarlison, they say not worth 80 million. <laughs> oh my God, I totally agree. I mean, I was at, uh, you know, 
at Anfield last season when um, he got his first goal um, for us in the Premier League and it was like right near the end of the season or whatever, I think. Am I right? Only goal in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. And because the other one was Champions League, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, and, and he went absolutely nuts. But I mean, Bro usually has a shirt off before VAR agrees and says it's a goal. Like he fully commits to the bit. Like he really goes for it. And it's like, everyone kept saying to me, is Richarlison now going to step up and replace Harry Kane? I would say absolutely not. Because unless it's a free kick, you could always count on Harry Kane wouldn't have that same kind of confidence about Richarlison. And also, um, you know, more often than not, most of the time it's bloody offside with Richarlison anyway. So it's just like, do you know what I mean? I think someone needs to teach in the offside role. Um, but no, I, wonder, I think... I wonder what he's like in training. Do you think he's kind of banging them in for fun in in, in training? I mean, yeah, it, is, it would be interesting to know because it it's like, oh, is, is there something that we're not seeing you know, it's like you just mentioned there, because it sort of feels a bit, yeah. Um, you know what? You know, what, for, for, for me, Holes, uh, I, I think the reason that we brought him in, I think, right, but it could be totally wrong. I think the reason that we brought him in was for a Conte system. I thought he was one that would create havoc. Do you know what I mean? Dribble, get fouls, nick, you know, uh, get players thinking about, like, tackling him rather than doing their jobs and playing the game. Do you know what I mean? I, I thought he was a, a bit, bit like what Kulu was doing for, for, for Conte, like that breakaway, just impossible yep. to tackle, that kind of thing, Rick. Yeah. Yeah, that that type of Lamella. Do you know what I mean? As well as another example. You know, that that guy that can infuriate you but then can come up with a bit of quality. You know, for 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 me, I I didn't really for, for me I wanted Rapina. We we there was the three Brazilians, weren't there? There was Anthony, Rapina and Richarlison. And for me I wanted the Rapina. Uh, who ended up going to Barcelona. Um, but with Charlie, I thought he was brought in um, as a piece of havoc, as an aerial threat, you know, as as a bit of a maverick. And that might be the case. And that might, it, it might work. It's just that we're not seeing, and I agree with TJ and Holly there, is that we're not really seeing that player. Do you know what I mean? And he's emotional. I'm not seeing you know, anything right now. I mean, no. again, other than stretching defences, which is the bare minimum requirement. And, and again, there's lots of players in, in this current system that are, that are going to be doing that. I'd be more than happy to be educated otherwise. Well, this is what he does. This is what he does. And I watched him quite um, quite closely today. Uh, I just couldn't see anything moderately beneficial, let alone, no. you know, determined or final. And, and he, ha- he hasn't really grabbed his chance either, has he? Sorry, Certainly go on, not. Huh? Certainly not. Like t- wayward touches and things. Like you'd know. We were just talking about uh, about Basuma. You know, Basuma will get the ball. Touch is going to be perfect. If whether it's coming from on high or whether it's coming left, right, going to be perfect. Two players closing. Three players closing. No problem. Out he goes. Richarlison takes the ball with his you know backing on to somebody. Or whatever he's going to lose that ball. And nine times out of ten, he did. Yeah, and he was looking to fall over a lot as well. Hundred percent. Which- which kind of frustrates me. We might get a, an odd free kick here and there, mm. but that that kind of frustrates me. But he's the one player that hasn't really taken his chance. You know, he had the excuse last year of Harry Kane being there, not getting the minutes, not getting the chance, playing out of position. He, he's played on the left and the right for years, but okay, playing out of position. His preferred position is number nine. Okay, well, then you've got it. Show us. Show us. Like everybody in that side right now, 
you know, they have to show us. If we think about Vicario getting stick last week and since we've signed him because we didn't get Raya or we didn't go and spend massive money to go and get Anana or someone like that. But you can see at least Vicario's looking to take his opportunity. It's the same thing. You know, like, like TJ said there, Vicario's taken over from Hugo Lloris, who's been there for 11, cl- close on 12 years, has been our captain, World Cup winner, you know, uh, you know, saved us more times than he cost us. Yes, the, the form was a bit wayward last year, but saved us more times than he cost us. And Vicario's gone in there to kind of take that rec- critique on board and show everybody, show the crowd, show the boss, show the players around him that he's about it and you can trust him. And it's like right now, we've, had, we've got the same parallel with Harry Kane leaving, who's our poster boy, has been there again for, what was it, nearly 20 years. Do you know what I mean? Ever, ever present, ever reliable, can always, he might have a quiet game, but nine times, 9.5 times out of 10, he was always the man to get things going or to get us over the line. And now, Richarlison, you've got your chance. Do you know what mm. I mean? And, and not, being, I'm not, not being facetious, does anybody know, is Richarlison fast? Like, is he, is he, I, I honestly, honestly don't know. I'm not being facetious. TJ, I, I'll tell you what, going back to your point about the training, um, yeah. during, during pre-season, Australia, Thailand, Singapore, I yes. went to all three training sessions. He's finishing in those training sessions. Some Isn't of his finishing was exceptional. Yeah. Was it? So he can certainly finish. You know, and, and, and what what is it, Chris? I mean, is it because obviously I've seen him playing for Brazil. You know, kind of popping up and scoring goals in in the box. Is it one of those? Is he a fox in the box? Is he banging goals from outside? Is he scoring with his head? Like, not to get too specific, but the, these goals that this finishing, like, what what kind of finishing? Like, what kind of striker? Is he again not being facetious? I genuinely don't know. Oh, some some great chips over the goalkeeper. Okay. Some really good long long rangers um, okay. in top corner. Um, is he fast? Yeah, He's yeah. Got a and, 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 so is, is he the kind of player that can kind of play? You know, when he's on his game, you know, backing into a defender. Ball comes to his feet. He whips it around the corner and is going to beat this the central defender for pace and get in on goal. Is he one of those? I think he's an all. He's an all-rounder, um, okay. but I think it's, it's, you've got to click. But I agree with all of you. Um, what an opportunity it is. Harry Kane leaves the football club. He's yes. got to step up now. He really and, has. And a system that suits you. You know, again, yeah. like one of the things that we were all saying to, to ourselves in order, you know, listen, a lot of this was dampening the, you know, the blow that we all, we all felt with Harry leaving. Is we're saying, oh, well, the system doesn't suit Harry Kane. It, it'll be fine. We don't mind because, you know, under Ange Ball doesn't really suit Harry Kane. Listen. This game, however you play it, even if we're sitting in the dugout going, Harry, do you want to go and <laughs> sit in there? Just have a cup of tea. Harry, get out there and score a couple of goals. Don't worry about the system. He'll score goals. Um, and so in this system, not that we're at the point yet, because again, we're two games in. We're not at the point yet where we're saying to Richarlison, you have no excuses. But this is a system that is built for a number nine, a, 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 an outright number nine and like, Rick said, you know, this is his preferred position and comments, of course, coming in. He is Brazil's number nine. So it's not like he doesn't know how to score. Is it all just a confidence issue? Potentially? Well, just let me give you. So there's something that I I clocked over the years. All right. Yes. Richarlison. With with Richie. With Richarlison. Okay. Richarlison has never scored in any of his clubs. Right, including Brazil, any more than 13 goals in a season. In a season. 
right? He's, okay. he's been he's been very. I was going to ask when Holly was talking about him being the main man at Everton, and I know he had a good season that season. You know, kept them from being relegated. I was going to ask how many goals he got. I think it was 13. I think it was 13. I don't think he scored any more than 13. Yeah. For for Brazil, he's prolific. So there's a thing about Richarlison's story as well. There's a video on it. I'll try and find it and post it. But there's, there's, he talks about his story and he speaks about him and his father not having money and being in a very poor place. And he promised his father that he would become, you know, a Brazil international, buy him a house and stuff like that. So he's, 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 finite mission in life was to be as be that good to get to brazil to be able to cater for his family so maybe he has a different affinity with the with with the yellow shirt on with with the brazil jersey the brazil badge on but we definitely need him and his maverick self to find himself at tottenham because now he does have the opportunity i want him to score 20 goals this season. It's not For like sure. these For critiques. Sure. And he's, he's playing like... in a system where where that could very much be a reality, right? And also, Absolutely. isn't part of, again, no disrespect to Everton, but isn't it part of the bump, you know, like going from, um, you know, a lower lower team in, in, in the league um, to a top six team? Isn't that your opportunity? Okay, well, let me go from 13 goals to 18 goals. Let me go from 18 goals to 22, 23 goals. Isn't that kind of part of, of the deal? Um, and again, you can argue, well, you know, you're coming in trying to fill fill the shoes, you know, just like Vicario has done a, a really good point that you made, coming in to fill the shoes of, of Hugo. We're coming in to fill, fill the shoes of, of, of Harry Kane. Again, you know, uh, no bigger shoes in the game, all be, all be them sketches, much to Holly's chagrin. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh, I know, shocking. Um, you know, I mean, Charlie Kane, Harry's manager, slash brother, <laughs> slash complete tool. Like, it's just like yeah. it, it, it goes off to Munich and straight away he's wearing the sketches. It's sketches. like, come on. Which you only ever see people wearing as orthopedics. Or, you know, those American tourists that you always see on the tube who are always wearing oversized chinos. They well, always you know have said, massive, you know massive about, sketches trainers on. You know, I said yeah. about like starting a new school earlier on when I was referring yeah. to Charlatan and trying to fit in with the cool kids. I tell you yeah. what, if someone turns up as the new kids <laughs> wearing sketches, they get absolutely rinsed. Absolutely rinsed. So I'm sorry, as soon as oh, I saw those dear. and then, like, and then, then they comes. reveal a heartbreaking story that they've got one leg shorter than the other or something. <laughs> Harry Kane company. Oh, yes, like he's thinking, oh yeah, I negotiated that deal hard. Oh, Come on now, it's almost as bad as Jamie Redknapp in the sketches advert. Anyway, oh, going back to what I was saying, Jesus Christ, I was nearly about to log off you lot. I thought, what's the sorry, point of being on here? Like, thank you so much, everyone in the comments for saying let let us speak. I thought I was a mute. I thought <laughs> I was a mute there, not being on mute. I was gonna say. I had to remember what I was going to say. Yes. What I was going to say was he was unreal in the World Cup, Richarlison. He was yes. fantastic, absolutely unreal. So, yes, you're right with what you what you were saying, Ricky, about how maybe he's different as soon as he puts on a yellow shirt. But I tell you, who else was phenomenal in that World Cup? And then as soon as they returned home and put on the lily white shirt again was absolutely horrendous. Hugo Lloris. <laughs> when I was watching England-France, I was like, who is this man? I have not seen this man since like 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. You know, you don't want to call it the Spursy curse or whatever, because I really hate using that phrase because I don't want to speak it into existence. But um, it is interesting to see. 
Richarlison, because I was genuinely really excited um, when I heard that we were signing him. Uh, because, I mean, he, we, we were really in desperate need of um, really attacking players. And he is terrifying. I've said this before, time and time again. A man who was so terrifying chooses to dance like a pigeon. Like, you could not, you could not, you know, it, the complete juxtaposition of that is just unreal. But, yeah. Um, scary, scary bloke. And I tell you what, when he was marching up them stairs earlier on and had a right paddy on, I'd, I think I'd have ran away from him. That absolutely terrifying bloke. But come on now, he's obviously disappointed in his performance. He's disappointed that the ego didn't get a little boost when he didn't get a goal in. He's probably thinking Harry Kane's out of the picture now, my time to shine. And it didn't quite go that way. And I know people in the comments were saying that... Um one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That, you know, all this Richarlison hate. Now listen, more often than not, especially Ricky and I, we are the most positive people in the world. Listen, it's like hearing your parents talk about the kids. It's like, can never do no wrong. People always say... Oh, yeah, come on now. We were shocking, whatever. You're delusional. Listen, delusional is my middle name. I'm a Tottenham fan. I'm always going to be delusional. But come on, when push comes to shove, we've got to critique them. They're on big money here. The ticket prices are going up and up and up. It's like, if they're not playing well, you just got to crack the whip a little bit. Not like Richarlison sat at home watching this. I mean, he might be. I mean, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Certainly not, but... <laughs> Would you like to think so? I'll tell you who I hope is not watching Eric Dyer because every time I'm on the absolute hate I give this <laughs> it's just because well, he didn't match the attack on Raya, that's all it is. <laughs> well, just to answer your question, um, Richarlison, four seasons at Everton, um, 13 goals, 13 goals, seven goals, and 10 goals. Yeah. That's um, really interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's not scintillating, I mean, it's, it's decent. Um, in the comments here, uh, Rory Grindley, I hope I pronounced his name correctly. I mean, Ivan Tony, I like that, right? And there we go, yeah, Ivan Tony. I mean, I think I'd, I'd take him all day long. Now, we need the geezer from uh Belgium, we need yeah, a little the, the Oban gift, gift. Come Oban. on, Daniel, give us a little gift, yeah. How much are they wanting for him? 30, right? Is that That's the problems. That's the stumbling block right now. Is that right? TJ, can I ask, what are yeah. your expectations for this season? And, and what do you think will be a successful season? for um, I mean, listen, we're, we're, we're early on and obviously we're riding a, a, a wave right now. Um, I think if you'd asked me before the season had started, I'd say top six. I'd love a deep cup run. I would forego top six if it meant I'd love to win the FA Cup again. I'd love to win the FA Cup. That was such a special tournament for us. Um, I was there the last time we won it. You know, one of my old friends, um, the JB, who typically listens to the show, like we were there together in 91. Um, I'd love us to, to 
just have a deep run in a in a tournament. Love us to win the FA Cup. I mean, right now I'm thinking maybe we could win the FA Cup without any Europe to worry about. We're playing very, very well. Um, injuries could be key, but again, just looking at who came off the bench today um, and Ricky talking about, you know, the attitude and the confidence that's permeated throughout the team. Players coming off the bench and looking to to grab an opportunity, which again is what's so frustrating about um, uh, Ndombele, uh, is that you've been given so many opportunities. There's no doubting your ability. Um, I remember Declan Rice a couple of seasons ago, he was asked, you know, like, who's the best central midfielder that you, that you face? And without hesitation, he said, oh my God, that Ndombele. Like, unbelievable. Um, and so my expectations for this season, I guess it's still top six um, and a cup. I'd love the FA Cup. Of course, I'll take the Milk Cup or, you know, the League Cup, whatever they call it now. Of course I would. You know, um, I'd Mickey take Mouse Mickey Mouse Cup. Which one? The Mickey Mouse? The Mickey, the Mickey Mouse, Mouse Cup. cup. You know, so I live in California. I love Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I'd like to see Mickey Van Der Ven hold the Mickey Mouse Cup. Mickey yeah. Van Der Ven, honestly. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful yes. man! Yes, Terrib terribly handsome, very calm, very, very Dutch, tall and, and handsome. Material for me, yeah, maybe. absolutely. Um, so yeah, man, listen. If it's if it's heart, it's top four in an FA Cup. If it's head, it's top six and like and an FA Cup. Deal with it, an FA Cup. Ricky, before we get back to the actual game, what what's your expectations under Ange this season? Uh, bro, my expectations is for us to do better than last year, first and foremost. Uh, you know, the, the, the one thing that I asked for last year was to see progression, to see a freshness, to see a new energy, to see a hunger and a desire to do better and to, and to compete. Um, I think we haven't competed in so long. We, we've, we've been in these low blocks and we've invited pressure onto ourselves. And, you know, even when we was 1-0 up last year, you know, we didn't go for the kill. We never went for the kill last year. It, it, we was first half football for a long time last year, whether it was the first half or the second half, but we only had under half of, of actually playing football. So for, for me, I want us to do better than last year. I would love us to get back into Europe. I would love us to go on a, like TJ said there, I'd love us to go on a deep cup run, but not only that, to compete in that final, to actually compete in that final. Um, and, <laughs> Sorry and, and, to and, interrupt you, Ricky, that comment has me dead. My my uh, I was I was joking. Uh, my my fellas just texted me. He said, "Didn't realize Dutch was your time." <laughs> He's a West Ham fan, but uh, listen, we don't talk about that. I made him watch. I was like, "Why are you not watching me right now?" So I sent him the link. So I, that's a little shout out for him there. I, so I don't I, want I, him to think that I'm all going to run off into the sunset with Van der Ven. I mean. Obviously not. I'm never going to meet him in my life. But even if he was in the room, Jake, I wouldn't be interested. All right, my love. <laughs> well done. You dug yourself out of that one. But I totally missed the comment as well. I totally missed it. I was on my bloody well rant. I was looking up into the sky and stuff. What did they say, Hull? Um, Holly marries Van der Ven um, and best man. Was that was that the comment, Chris? I thought <laughs> I read that just now. Shut up, you little show off. <laughs> Delhi and Uncle Ange in one night. Fanboy. Fan... Fanboy live on the podcast. That's amazing. But but you know what? It's it's like, yeah, I want us to do better. But you know what? My, my question for, for Chris as well, 
Chris, I, I would love you to tell us what it was like in that stadium today. You know, what the atmosphere was like, because it, 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 for 90, for 100 minutes, it was absolutely diamental. What was it like for the drum to be back in? And what was it like to see those new players on the field today in our home stadium, first home game of the season? You know, because you was there, bruv, and you're always there. And I'd love to know what you thought and felt at the time that you was watching this game. One word, Ricky, goosebumps. That's what it really? was. Really? Um, wow. The atmosphere was unbelievable um, from the very, very off. Everyone's behind Ant Postacoglu, which is really nice to see. And everyone's it, positivity. The positivity is back here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is, which is really, really great to see. And everyone wants that to see happiness, a happiness, isn't it? It's that happiness it. that we, we keep yeah. coming back to. It's, it's, so, it's so, so lovely to see. I, my, my, one of my oldest friends, my oldest childhood friend, was at, was at the stadium today and was saying exactly the same thing. And again, that permeates from the stands and onto the pitch and back from the pitch and onto the stands. Um, and, and what a difference it's made. I remember um, listening to, I was listening to uh, this radio interview with this, <laughs> I don't know why I was listening to this, but it was some bloke over in Finland, like some, you know, some, you know, guy who worked for the government over in Finland. And they were talking to him about why kids across Scandinavia perform so well in schools. And yet, you know, they start at 10 a.m. They have like an hour and a half for lunch. They finish at 3 p.m. They have a really easy time. Breaks are like 45 minutes, like they're taking their shoes off when they're walking into the classroom. And he surmised it in this very kind of efficient and, and very uh, grounded Scandinavian way when the interviewer said to him, you know, so why do you think it is, if you could surmise it into one sentence, why do kids in schools in Scandinavia perform so well? And he just said, when they are happy, they learn. And it looks like when they are happy, they play. It's really lovely to see. Yeah. Beautiful. Ricky, let's come to you. Um, now, let's get back to the game. In the third minute, uh, <laughs> Anthony with a shot over the bar. After five minutes, uh, Garnaccio uh, with a shot, Vicario saved. After 13 minutes, Rashford running through, forcing a good save from Vicario. After 23 minutes, Manchester United. Uh, again, Fernandez with a cross, Rashford with a head over the bar. Now, there was an instant in the 36 minutes that I wanted to pick up on. Fernandez header, completely on his own. Uh, about six yards out, put it over, put it wide. Unbelievable miss from him. Are you surprised that he was completely unmarked? Oh, I mean, yeah, but at the same time, the partnership between Romero and, um, you know, uh, Mr. Holly Clemens, Van der Ven, um, the relationship between them two is building. They're starting to understand each other. So, of course, there's going to be times when things like that happen. What's really encouraging is, you know, I have a faith that Ange and the team are going to work on that because, five, like I said earlier, five minutes uh, before that Fernandez header, Rashford had exactly the same chance. So I have faith and I have trust that the, the Ange and the boys are going to sit down and dismantle that and figure out how that happened and figure out a way of stopping that type of ball into the box. But what I was really encouraged with is that from last year to this year, you know, even against Man United, I went to see that 2-2 game with you, Chris, last year. And, um, you know, you, you know how we, we just used to invite pressure on and we just used to go into two low blocks and we just used to let them attack us left, right and centre. They had that five, ten minute spell of attacking us today. And then we was like, oh, no, 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 no. 
give me the ball. They continue to be brave. They continue to try a risky pass. They continue to move the ball forward. They continue to go out there and show what they were about you know, in this game. You know, they wasn't going to just be overawed by Man United and, and their multi-million pound players that are, do you know what I mean, that have got Karen-style haircuts. You know, hashtag Ganacho with his Karen haircut. But anyway, um, but yeah, so we're not going to be overawed or, or kind of be dominated by anybody. You know, um, we went out there to still play the same way, still follow the instructions of Angeball and to, to confuse them and to show them that there was more to worry about with Tottenham than there, than there was for us to worry about. We knew what was coming from Man United. And I've said this many a time on this uh, on this show, and especially after the last three, four years I'm underneath those managers. Stop worrying about the opposition and let the opposition worry about you. Stop worrying about Rashford and whoever else and Fernandez and whoever else. Let them worry about you. Let them worry about Basuma. Let them worry about Madison. Let them worry about trying to pick up your dogey on the left-hand side, drifting into midfield. Let them worry about Pedro Porro you know, springing out to the right-hand side or crossing or shooting, you know, but let them worry about us. Um, and I, I was just super encouraged, even though that those, we, we, we could have been 2-0 down, we could have been a goal down or whatever the case may be with that Fernandez header, but they never stopped. They never stopped and they, they didn't get scared and they didn't retreat. They was like, okay, cool, let's go for the fight. And then they carried on and that's what's really encouraging for me. I love doing these shows. You never, ever know what's coming next. Holly, do you want to answer this one? Right. Well, let's be honest. I know, <laughs> I know that quite often when I get asked to go on these podcasts, as much as I'd like to think I get picked for my wit and, you know, fantastic personality, I'm more often than not the token woman or the token blonde. And that's fine. At times like this, if it makes you all smile, then then I'm more than happy to, to, go, to go for it. So... It's not <laughs> and if Jake's still listening, then it's time to take your AirPods out, honey. Um, and um, let's go for it. Okay, so this is hard one. This is difficult. I'd, 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 <laughs> I'd avoid the Cario. Okay. Because I could do without him. That's fine. I could. I would. I would. I, I, after today's game, I would. I would snog. I would snog Van de Ven and I'd marry Anne Postecoglou. Because <laughs> then I could snog him anytime <laughs> I want. <laughs> DJ, back to the football. Um, there was a there was a moment. In well, the I would avoid. Game. Oh no, sorry, different question. Okay, sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah. There, yeah. there was quite a strange moment. Talk me through it, um, because in the 39th minute, Fernandez was given a yellow card from Mike Oliver. Yeah. Um, he, he he shouted. Is Fernandez the most dislikable person in the Premier League? Sorry to go off on a tangent. Yes, yeah. he is just detestable, isn't he? It it seemed like Mike Oliver was going to give him a second yellow immediately and give him a red yes. card. What yes. happened? Did he change his mind? Uh, yeah, well, he's Manchester United captain, is what happened. Uh, for, for the same reason that they were given nine minutes of extra time at the end of the second half. There were no head injuries. There were no VAR red card decisions, other than questionably why 
Fernandez wasn't shown a second yellow. That's the simple answer to that one, Chris. There's no other explanation for it. He's such an unlikable, whinging, moaning, I mean, listen, world-class player, um, but constantly moaning, constantly whinging. God knows why he wears the armband for Manchester United. I mean, again, I think that's testament to just what a state that club is in. You know, Fernandez is, <laughs> Lord, Roy Keane. I wonder if you asked Roy Keane, what do you think about Fernandez being the captain of Manchester United? I mean, you'd have to hold up an umbrella. You know, you'd be showered with spit through all the vitriol, you know. Um, but that, that's why he didn't get a second yellow, because he's the, he's the captain for, uh, for Manchester United. It's just that simple. They had so many players on yellow cards. How did they all stay on the pitch for, I was going to say 90 minutes, but turned out to be more like 117 minutes? How did they all stay on the pitch for that long? Um, Wan Bissaka, how does he not get a second yellow for bringing down uh, Kulu, wasn't it? When we broke away from that corner. I mean, no, he's not through on goal. It happened on the halfway line, but that's a second yellow all day long. Hand on the shoulder and pulled him down. Second yellow. Um, Manchester United would always get favourable decisions. Always. It's just the institution of, of, of the country where, where we play football. There'll always be allowances for Manchester United unless they play Liverpool, in which case it's cancelled It's cancelled out because there'll always be allowances made for Liverpool as well. Ricky, in the first half, we didn't have that, that many clear-cut chances, but five minutes from uh, the half-time break, uh, we hit the woodwork twice. Um, of course, uh, Pedro Porro, the first one. Talk, talk us through that mad minute of, uh, of, of near chances for Tottenham. It was just a. It was just. It, 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 I think it was a, a statement of what this this Ange ball is about. It was confusion. It was madness. It, there was a lot going on, and, and Madison was kind of instrumental in all of it. Um, even even the Sonny slice. There was a Sonny slice. It sounds like a cake, doesn't it? There was a Sonny slice um, a bit earlier from that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean. Who was so it was Pedro? Pedro hit the bar, didn't it? And then it went out again. Uh, Kulu got the ball back in, and I think there was a ricochet that hit the bar again, uh, where we could have gone one nil up. So, yeah, it came off Martinez, um, that, off his calf and hit the post. But yeah, that that hit from Porro, which absolutely smacked the crossbar, it must have been rattling for a good 30 seconds. And and that's that, and that's what he can do. That's what Poro can do. He, you know, he does have a great cross on him. He does have a turn of speed. He does have some skill about him. But he's got a great strike. I mean, we haven't seen it enough, but he has got a great strike on him. So, um, it, it, for me, again, encouraging for to to see Poro on the edge of the box and to give us that dimension and to go for it. Um, a bit of confusion, but it it I think at that time I think it woke the whole Tottenham side up to be like. We can do this. Let's go. We can do this. Let's go. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. We can do it. Do you know what I mean? So I think definitely, man, it was a bit of confusion. It was a bit of madness, a bit of chaos. But I think it woke us up and livened us up and, and, and helped us push on for the second half. Holly, let's come to you. Just before halftime, Kulisewski had a shot at the goalkeeper, comfortable for the goalkeeper. Halftime, nil-nil. And then we came out uh, in the 49th minute, uh, went one nil up through Pape Matasar. Uh, talk us through his goal. You know, it, it, as I said at the start of the show, oh, Chris has gone. I bet you he's gone for a picture with... Uh, I was just going to say, Glenn Hoddle and Jürgen Klinsmann have just walked. I was going <laughs> to say, yeah, absolutely, every Spurs legend is there and he's getting... 
I wonder if he's going to come back with Ramon Vega again. That was madness. <laughs> that was madness. Um, uh, I'll wait for Chris to come back, but can I just say, there are people in the comments asking if I'm drunk. I've had one beer. It's called having a good time and being happy that my team had a good performance and won the league. So, light and won the league. <laughs> ruined that for myself then because they are going to say she must be drunk but you know maybe that's me putting it out there Ricky I know you'll agree someone also has put someone also has put has she got daddy issues the only issue I've got from my dad is the fact that he made me a Tottenham Hotspur fan because it's been years of her that's, that's a sizable issue I mean <laughs> so know. but yeah thank yeah. you very much for your concern and yeah someone said stop being mean to her who's being mean to you thank you Who's being mean? Who's so being mean to you? Have to say that people are being mean, and I don't like it. Should we? Should we talk um, about the fact that um, City are one 0 up against Newcastle? Let's not talk about City. No. Uh, we we. I mean, City. I live in Manchester, TJ. This is oh, it. I've had enough. Right. I've had an absolute. I've had. I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, He's back. back. To Back. Who do you have a picture with who now? Is it, who is it this time, Chris? Who is it this time? No, I was just uh, talking to James Madison, but he has literally clang <laughs> in crutches. He's got crutches. What? No. Yeah, he's got crutches on. So I don't know. Um, I don't know the extent of the injury at the moment, but yeah, he's he's, he's leaving the uh, stadium with crutches. Jeez. So next yeah. Next game. Next. Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Is it? Bournemouth away. Bournemouth. Okay. Shit. So, yeah, uh, sorry. Was it coming together with? Um, was it? Was it one Basaka? I know he went down. He was holding his leg. Oh, maybe it was the the penalty shout, right? Yeah. When Romero yeah. went down with Martinez, and then Madders went down. I think it was one Basaka. Maybe it was that. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, Foles was talking. <sighs> Yeah. Sorry, TJ, but, for the city comment. It's just because everywhere I go, I'm hearing. No, mate, I completely get it. I completely get it. I've just, I've, I've got it on in, in, in the background, and it's, uh, you know, obviously a pretty big game. I mean, they, they're both no. going to be top four, aren't they? Yeah, um, no. Of yeah, course, you carry on, mate. Um, we we're talking about Star, weren't we? I mean, I think he was even shocked himself when he saw it hit the back of the net because, I mean, we were just by this point, we were absolutely crying out for a goal and especially after Pedro Porro and it hitting the crossbar and Son giving it a crack it just it felt like absolute chaos it felt like complete desperation but do you know what hook it up to my veins I loved it I was all for it it was just like absolute desire and passion that we've just wanted to see for so long and yeah Saar Dirabin when he ran and celebrated that goal just like I wanted to cry tears of joy for him um I feel like everyone feels he's like everyone's little brother. Just want him to succeed. I mean, he done a madness for us in the Champions League uh, last season, and then we didn't see him again. I know he had a poor when we last saw when we saw him. I think after that game, he had he was poor and he got sent off, didn't he? he got we got did he get sent off? Sorry, he got um, benched. But um, yeah, I mean, he's just at the start of his career. He's He's so young and just like, I really hope now under Postacoglu, he's going to have his time to shine and going to continue to evolve as a player because 
He was know. also unlucky not to score. You know, he had that great that great strike. I think was it was his right foot, and Onana saved it. You know, saved it really well. And then he had another swing with his with his left foot, and was unlucky again. Mm. Um, he, he was just so good to but, me. But Star was just amazing. I mean, like yeah. it. It's just. I mean, I I went to um, the Gambia in November, and it's right next to Senegal in Africa. And right. it was I went around the time of the World Cup, and you know, he really is. Senegal's like poster boy because he is just their football star and it's like he really is just like you know and people were people were saying to us because they were all supporting Senegal out there Mm. and in the Gambia and they were all talking about um Saar and everything and I was like I'm a Tottenham fan Uh, and how old is he he's like 21 or something isn't he? he's really young how old is he really young right let's ask the encyclopedia go on Chris I, I think he's 19, 20, but go on. I think, I think he's 20, yeah. 20. So, I mean, amazing. It's going to make us all feel well old now. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, let's come to you. Um, of course, in the 51st minute, and, and this is when it was like end-to-end stuff in the second half, because Anthony hit the post for Manchester United. Uh, a minute later, Udogi came close, uh, saved by Onana in the 57th minute. Uh, header at goal, saved by Vicario. These games for Spurs this season, they are going to be entertaining games, aren't they? Yeah, it's going to be end-to-end. It's going to be like a basketball match, mate. And um, and, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Like Holly was saying there, I'm all for it. I mean, especially after the last couple of seasons and the last couple of managers where... Even when we was winning, you know, I, I, I remember watching games like this, you know, TJ was talking about his friend who stood up and applauded today. But there were so many times last season where I would be like slumped in the in, in the sofa and just watching it. Do you know, I, 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 I was kind of emotionless and despondent. And but, you know, with that type of play today, it's exciting. It's what we want to see. And like TJ said at the beginning of the, of the show, this is what we're about. This is Tottenham DNA, you know. Um, this is the style of football, the flair, the excitement, the expression, you know, and being allowed to go like that out there and express yourself. It does, and it doesn't matter how old you are, whether you're Saar at 20 years old or whether you're your doggy or, or, or whether you're a new player or an old, go out there and, uh, and express yourself. Go out there and, and play the football that you want to play. And I think that in turn also kind of feeds into the happiness because you can see all of them that was on that field today wanted to play that way you know they wasn't scared of conceding the goal they wanted to play that way and the fact that we played that way and had a couple of scares but still came out with a clean sheet i think that's phenomenal i didn't think we was going to have a clean sheet today my prediction today was like a free two uh when i was on last week i said to you chris free two that's what i reckon because we're 100 going to score uh, uh, going to concede and um but to come away with a two nil win you know, Vicaro is showing some great displays today. I thought that's 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 definitely going to, you know, it, it's definitely a taster of what's to come from him. And I think that will calm down the critics and that will calm down the people that were like, ah, oh, Raya or this one or that one or cheap option or whatever you wanted to come out with. I think it, it's also an, an indictment to kind of trust in this data-led system and trust in the scouts and the systems that we've massive got right comment. now. Massive yeah. comment, Rick. Massive, right? massive comment. Massive. I, 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 I mean, like, I, I remember I had to take it on myself, and I've said this a couple of times as well, but Amrabat, when we was linked with Amrabat, and I'm happy that we got Benton Kerr, don't get me wrong, I think Benton Kerr is next level, but when we was linked with Amrabat in that January, 
me and a lot of people were like, who is this guy? Why? It's another cheap option. Why are we going for him? Uh, what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? But you saw how he, he, and we could have got him for like 14, 15 mil, I think at that point. Went to the World Club, absolutely phenomenal performances. Now he's triple, quadruple his value. And he's probably going to go to a top four side. Do you know what I mean? Around the world, whichever side he ends up going to, it will be a top three, a top four side. And that just made me kind of go, oh, tight a minute. You know, it's because we're cynical. It's because we're cynical of Spurs. Spurs have made so many mistakes over the year that we don't want to trust anybody in the scouting or the recruitment area. But that Amrabat himself gave me that example to be like, well, maybe they do have something right. Maybe they do have something going. And that's how I feel about Vicario coming in. And I think um, we've got to trust them. And that's why I'm excited to not only see him grow, and and for him to show what he's about but whoever else they they're going to bring in we've got to trust this data-led system and we've got to trust those scouts that are bringing them in you know and the sky's the limit for this side you know um yes we're going to concede goals yes we're going to be vulnerable at times we are going to take a couple of spankings at times but that's that's the way that we're going to play and that's the what the boss has said that we're going to continue to play that way and we're going to win more than we lose and um you know, ultimately, he's looking for success. So that's what we're going towards. It's not just entertaining for entertaining sake. It's not just, you know, do a trick or a step over to please the crowd. We're doing it with a purpose. And I think that's important too. Holly, let's come to you. Spurs had a number of chances uh, in the 60th minute. Basuma shot over the bar. A minute later, Hunmin Son had a shot blocked. I uh, just wanted to get your opinion very quickly on the um, Hunmin Son uh, appointment as captain. The right decision for you? Without a doubt, Chris. Without a doubt, he was the first person that came to my mind. Um, he he has been at the club a long time. It feels like it's some extra responsibility for him. Well, it is some extra responsibility for him. That literally is it. But it's well-deserved. You know, he is a, a, a very reasonable guy he's very respectful and he's full of class and I just think when your team need you and you know they want they want to know that they can rely on you to fight their battles and also um, represent the rest of the team and he just he really is that and I had to laugh when uh, Romero uh, <laughs> got a vice captain because Chris you might have seen on my Instagram story um, I thought to myself, can you imagine Romero trying to calm down a Larry situation? It just made me laugh, like, bless him. I do love him, but, yeah, just absolutely, <laughs> just hilarious. But, yeah, Son, when he, when he called, um, didn't he call Madders or something and said that one thing he really wanted to introduce is doing the team um, huddle, um, like, right over by the away fans that obviously had travelled um had travelled there. It's little things like that. I think Son knows the fans by now, and similar to I think Postecoglou's strategy of involving the fans in, in a lot of things that he does. It's about getting them on side and getting them to believe in the team again and that the team care. And I think it's those little things that um, you know really go a long way. Um, and I think it's a little booster that Son needs because it was really heartbreaking to see him deflated under Conte's leadership and kind of lose his sparkle a bit. Um, and I, I don't, I mean, I think Sonny was, was fantastic today, but I think that, you know, we really need to see 
Sonny doing what he does best and, and scoring goals and just doing his his little Sonny celebration and just really kind of doing what doing doing what we love him for. Um and I'm hoping that under Postacoglu that he will return back to to his former glory. So um Do you think he'll have yeah. more chances to play um up top holes? Like, you know, when Rich Allison came off and he he went up to centre forward. Do you think he'll have more opportunities for that? <sighs> I hope so, because I certainly yeah, have more faith in him than Richardson. <laughs> no, absolutely. And also, he he tends to rise to that occasion. You know, obviously, we all know that Harry's got ankles made out of glass. And so the amount of times that he would have to come in and, and you know, play up top when Harry went off, and he always did incredibly well. Um, I mean, his return of goals, again, I don't have the numbers. I'm sure other people will. But um, if Richarlison continues to struggle, we seem to have a plethora of wide choices. I mean, Perisic was just outstanding when he came on today. He, he made three of that, that same pass, just that pass on the ground, you know, to feet. Obviously, one of them led to uh, um, the Ben Davis goal, which was chalked up as, a, as an own goal. But um, Perisic is totally different gravy. He is just absolutely... And we were this close to having him go back to Inter. Because again, and, and he's a player who has a very close relationship with Conte, both personally and professionally, came to Tottenham and was just broken, broken under that system. And we talk about happiness and the difference that that's made to the players and, and to the fans and, and you know, to, to all of us. And the same can be said for that abject misery which hung over the club with Conte and Mourinho. It was just so heavy and weighted and also the egos of those two men were vast, vast and dense and just seemed to suck all the joy and light out of the club. It's so nice to see Ange come in and just be like, listen, it's about the fans. And surely that's not rocket science. You know, it is entertainment. That's what sport is and always has been. It's entertainment for, for the masses. And um, bringing that joy back has, has just already paid enormous dividends. It's just such a, such a delight to, to see. Yeah, it was actually credited in the 83rd minute that uh, Ben Davis got the goal, but inside the stadium they actually gave it as an own goal. Um, Ricky, let's come to you. Um, last question. Um, Bournemouth next game, next Saturday. Does Ange Postacoglu change anything in terms of personnel? Does he keep it exactly the same as, uh, as today? if James Madison is fit enough to play, obviously. Um, and your score prediction for next week? Um, does he keep it the same? Um, part of me would say yes, because you, you don't change your winning side, right? Uh, that's the old uh, adage, adage. I can't even say it right now. Um, um, so, yeah, but part of me is kind of trusting Ange to do whatever combination, whatever mix that he wants to do. You know, I didn't expect him to drop out um, Emerson Royal today for Poro. You know, having Poro and your, your doggy on the same field would seem like we've, we're just kind of throwing the whole kitchen sink at the Man United uh, goal and not worrying about conceding anything. But we did see an assured... Put a couple of, uh, you know, a short, strong performances from Yudoji, especially at that left back, and from Poro. I thought Poro got in some nice uh, slide challenges. I thought the the pass that came into Poro for him to turn, Gary Neville picked up on it on 
commentary uh, he was finding difficult to do. Um, but again, you know, I didn't expect him to put Poro in today against the Man United. But he'd done that for, for, for reasons. He'd done that because he, there was recovery pace. You know, Poro's got a bit more pace than Emerson. And it worked. It worked. And there was a clean sheet. So, um, I did... His best performance it, today defensively, no, Rick? Absolutely. You know, to use an American analogy on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. Um, you know, he's, he's always threatening moving forward. And like you said, his, his, his pace is electric. Guy knows how to strike the ball. I mean, he's yep. such a beautifully clean striker of the football but I was really impressed with him on the defensive side of the ball as well today. Yeah, and he needed to be, and we needed him to be. Do you know what I mean? And he needed to be for himself to kind of prove it to himself that, yes, he can do this in this system, you know, and put in defensive displays and, and be reliable in the back line as well as be an option going forward. So the fact that Ange done that, I was really pleased with, and the fact that we've come out with a result and a clean sheet. So I would, I, naturally me, I would keep it the same. But if Madison is missing, then I think it's La Celso time. You know, I, I've got, after those performances over pre-season, I don't think I've got much worry in chucking La Celso in there. Yes, Madison is going to be a miss because today he was absolutely phenomenal and built on that performance from last week. So I would love him to continue building on these performance and, and finding his feet and making his presence known in, in a Tottenham shirt. But if it's La Celso time, then let's go. Um, let's go. I, I'm, the reason I'm not worried about the lineup is because the amount of hunger, energy and desire, tenacity, want, do you know what I mean? Will to win, all of those things. That's why I'm not worried about whoever Ange puts in. But naturally, of course, I would kind of keep a win inside. And for, do, you think, uh, do you think Gio is going to improve knowing that you know, he won't get a sniff because, I mean, James Madison is just absolute quality, isn't he? It's just absolute quality and plays pretty much exactly the same, uh, not only position, but also, you know, is tasked with exactly the same job that Lo Celso yeah. would be tasked with. I, I think it might give so him an well. opportunity. He fits in so well. Yeah, Gio but he, fits he, in so well. Hoz? Um, no, Madison. I was oh, Madison say. does, yeah. No, might, for sure. For sure. And also, he looks um, unshackled, doesn't he? You know yeah, what I mean? He's been, yeah. been at Leicester for ages. I mean, ludicrous stats last season, you know, second to, Ke to Kevin De Bruyne um, in all of those stats for that. I mean, just remarkable. And playing at a Leicester side that just got relegated. You know what I mean? Like, he's that good. And so coming to Tottenham, where you are given um, that expansive role and also... Again, no disrespect to, to, to a club that's, you know, I mean, listen, they've won the Premier League, so fair play to them. But, you know, still, they're not, they're not Tottenham or, you know, like a, a, a larger club like that. I just feel that um, he has stepped into that position of, of responsibility and authority and really grabbed, um, grabbed that chance, that opportunity with, with both hands. I'm just curious to see if Lo Celso will be vastly improved knowing if I do get a smidgen of a chance if Madison is rested or if Madison isn't 100% fit, you know, will he come in and shine like he often does for uh, Argentina? Well, well for, for, for me, I think that in life, there's certain things that happen which change your mentality and change your outlook on life. There, there's a quote from Muhammad Ali and he says, if you strongly believe at 30, the same things at 60, then you've wasted 30 years of your life. And I think there's been so many things that have happened to Lo Celso the injury in missing out on the World Cup, 
having daughter born um, very, very soon after that, you know, dealing with disappointments, highs and lows, his attitude coming back into pre-season says to me that he's not going to come in and sulk about not being played right now. I, I think I think with what I've seen through preseason, that if he's given the opportunity next week against Bournemouth, that he's going to grab it with both hands. And he's going to show us with tenacity, with hunger, with energy, and with all those things that I've just said already, he's going to show us what he's about. And he's going to look to take his chance, which somebody like Endombele hasn't done. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be at all surprised to see the Celso leave in the next couple of weeks, Rick. And if he leaves, then then he leaves, bro. If he leaves, then he leaves. Then then I'm going to trust the scouting system to put that money to good use and get somebody who is a dynamite fit for that role. That's if he does. But if he's here, like, bro, they, they were saying that Hoiberg's leaving. Hoiberg's on the, on the verge of leaving, but did he not come off the bench today? And did he not shore it up? And did he, he there was a bad back pass. But apart from that, he came on and he done the job. Do you know what I mean? So if Lacelso leaves, if and when he leaves, okay, cool. Good luck to you, brother. And I'm sure that we're going to bring somebody else to, to fill that role. But while he's here and while he's got Tot- Tot- Tottenham Crest on his shirt, I-, I want to see what he's about. And I think he's going to take that opportunity and show us what he's about. So 3-0 free, free, free is the prediction as well for me. 3-0, wow. 3-0. Holly, what do you think about next week? Oh, you know me, I'm always going to, uh, you know, be positive and uh, have a um, very, very positive um, score prediction. <laughs> um, so I like Ricky's answer, 3-0. I was going to say 3-0, but I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go different now. I'm going to go 4-0, just, just right. to make it a bit. All right, Holly. Okay, prediction for West Ham versus Chelsea. And remember who's watching tomorrow. <laughs> oh, come on now. Listen, he's not, I don't think he's actually watching now, so I can say what I want. Um, <laughs> I'm only uh, joking. You don't have to answer. Don't answer. It's fine. Oh, thanks, Rick. Yeah, don't put me in the doghouse, please. <laughs> oh, my God. But no, um, Chris, you've been kicked out of the stadium again. It's closed. The stadium is now closed. Yeah. Oh. I, was looking, I was hoping you'd have another picture with someone famous to show off about. Oh, oh the security guard. I've seen enough of them. <laughs> TJ, how are you feeling about next week? Yeah, I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I'm feeling great about every upcoming fixture. I have to say, um, I agree with Rick. I think it's going to be three nil to, to Spurs. Um, what I'm curious about as well with that uh, high-scoring game is that how the goals will be shared between attackers, midfielders, and defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a midfielder and a, and, a, and a defender. I know it was given as an own goal, but whatever. You know, who scored our goals today? So will this be the game that Richarlison gets off the mark? Will Kudu yeah. start finding the back of the net again? Will Sonny will Sonny step up and do you know left step over right you know into the into the top left hand corner or left step over you know right step over left into the top right hand corner? That goal that he scores against Manchester City, like you know with almost metronomic consistency. Um, who will be scoring those goals? I personally don't care where they come from. Um, if Madison is fit and plays. 
I would I can see um, Romero and Cease Holly's beating heart Van der Ven getting on the end of one of those, you know, with a with a header. Um, and so, yeah, I think three nil. Where those go- goals will come from, I think, will be um, will be interesting for us. TJ, thanks so much for coming back on with us this evening. Uh, what you loved every second of it as as ever. Thank you very much. What are you up to at the moment? Where can people find you? Uh, what I'm up to at the moment? Well, we're all on strike, so um, not doing not doing too much. Um, <laughs> that's what's happening over here in California. Lots of lots of uh, big news. So just you know, loving life generally. It's summer. I live by the beach, so you know, I'm going to take the dog for a walk um, to the beach in a moment. But um, work-wise, not too much as to where to find me. Um, you know, at TJ Romini on Twitter, and I don't really use Instagram that much, but I am on there, and. Uh, Rick, I'd love you to send me that video that you were talking about. Um, that'd be lovely if you could shoot me that uh, that on on Twitter. That'd be fabulous. And listen, I'll find it, mate. Chris, thanks to you, Rick, mate. Nice to see you, Holly. Uh, a pleasure. I hope that this isn't. Um, well, I hope that this will be the first of many. Really yeah, great panel. Thank lovely you. to meet you. It's been yeah, it's been too. wonderful, and uh, hopefully we will chat again at some point this season on the show. For sure. I, I wish then I just turned the camera around because Deli Alley literally just walked straight past me. Uh, just, so twice in one day. Um, Ricky, where can people find you and what you're up to at the moment? Uh, you guys know where you can find me, at Ricky J Norwood on Twitter or X or whatever it's called right now. Official Ricky Norwood on Insta. Um, and yeah, keep, keep your eyes peeled. There's a couple of things that I think are bubbling next week. So keep your eyes peeled on your TV screens. I'm sure something will be dropping then. And yeah, just keeping busy, brother. Keeping busy. Um, I know. Th- I know we're leaving, but but Chris, di- did the crowd sing for Delhi? Did they see him? Did they sing for him? I just need to know if he got any encouragement or anything like that. They didn't. See Nothing. Ah, oh, damn it. All right. But I'm sure he got a lot of love today from all the Tottenham fans because you know we all we all got loads of love for Delhi, and, and we hate we hate to see that decline. And I think it's tragic that that documentary, uh, the interview oh, that he done with Gary, Gary Neville, heartbreak. it broke, yeah. Bro- broke, my, yeah, broke my heart. Sh- yeah, made me shed a tear, and and it just shows us that you know it doesn't matter how much money you got in your bank, that real life issues and and life can affect you and your heart and your and that footballers are human beings. They're human beings. Yeah. They're not made in a laboratory or in a factory. You know, they're, they're human beings and they're they're fallible, um, and they all have, like you said, Rick, they all have a background and a story. And yeah. we're, we're we're reminded to to consider that, you know, when we yeah. ask comment or judgment on any of them. Yeah. Exactly. Well said. Um, and Holly, thanks so much for coming back. It's been a pleasure having you here. You've certainly put a smile on all of our faces. Um, where can people find you? Oh, you know me. My chat is as random as ever, no doubt. I'll listen back to this and cringe. It's just like a fever dream every time, just a constant stream of my consciousness. I'm sorry for that. I'm surprised you have me back on, Chris. Um, but um, thank you very much. It's been a great panel. Um, lovely to chat to you all. There was a, People were saying, why is her username Holly BBC? Because I work for British Broadcasting Corporation. Um, and... Probably from the next time I am on the show, you'll have to stop introducing me as BBC Breakfast producer because I have a new job. Yay. Which I'm so um, I'll tell you um, more about that next time. But um, yes, I'm very excited about that and um, hope to see you all again soon. Well, Holly, best of luck with your new job. Um, TJ, Holly and Ricky, thanks so much for joining me this evening talking about Tottenham's 
win, the first win of the Premier come League season. There are many, many more to come, including next week at Bournemouth. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, come on, you Spurs. Come on! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.